Hi, this is Dr. Karen Horton from Johns Hopkins. This is part two of our lecture on cystic pancreatic tumors. In the first part, we discussed incidental detection of pancreatic cysts and how to characterize cysts, and we discussed serous cyst adenomas. In this section, we're going to talk about mucinous tumors. And as you can see in the diagram here, mucinous tumors really can be separated into parenchymal and introductal tumors. And so parenchymal tumors are your mucinous cystic tumors. And the introductal mucinous tumors are the IPMNs. So main duct IPMNs, side branch IPMNs, or combined. Here's an example of a mucinous cystic neoplasm. You can see it looks really very different than the classic serous cyst adenoma. And so this tends to be larger cysts. They have mural thickening, can have mural enhancement. And these are the ones we're really concerned about as having a high malignant potential. So mucinous cystic tumors or mucinous cystic neoplasms, they can be benign or malignant and they're graded pathologically when the pathologist looks at the degree of dysplasia and whether or not there's atypia or frank carcinoma. These are also more common in women in the fifth to seventh decade of life. They're more common in the pancreatic tail and there is no communication with the pancreatic duct. So this is how you can distinguish a mucinous cystic tumor from an IPMN. They often have recognizable septations they're often unilocular. They can be multilocular, but they're often unilocular with thickened wall and septations. Again, they are typically oligocystic, meaning a single cyst or only a few cysts. They may demonstrate eccentric calcification. Remember, the serous cystic tumors tended to have central calcification and multiple cysts. Mural nodularity or mural thickening are very worrisome in these tumors. Tumors larger than two centimeters in size, tumors with an associated mass, all increase the likelihood that they're going to be malignant. If you know that there's a mucinous cystic neoplasm, it's almost always resected in patients that are of acceptable surgical risk because there's a high chance there can be a cancer there and that, remember, these are pre-malignant lesions. So here's a nice example of what a mucinous cystic tumor looks like. There's a 43-year-old female. Cystic lesion discovered incidentally on a CT being performed for diverticular disease. So we have what looks like a single cystic lesion, so unilocular lesion. There's mural calcification. So already this looks much different than the serous cyst adenomas I showed you. On the image to your right, you can see there's what looks like a subtle septation there. Here are 3D images. Again, looks fairly unilocular. You have that little bit of calcification, and also there's a suggestion on the inferior aspect that maybe there's a septation there. So this didn't look like a completely benign lesion. You can see that there's no ductal dilatation that you would see in an IPMN. It doesn't look like a classic serous cyst adenoma. So this is uh, likely going to be a mucinous cystic tumor, and it was resected, and indeed it was a mucinous cystic tumor, but without dysplasia, so that was good for the patient. Here's another mucinous cystic tumor, 59-year-old female, cystic pancreatic lesion, discovered incidentally during breast cancer restaging evaluation. And you can see it's about a three and a half centimeter unilocular cystic lesion sitting there in the tail of the pancreas. We don't see any septations. We don't see any calcifications. When we do our 3D imaging, you can really get a better sense of the wall and it looks a little thicker 
then it should remember a simple cystic lesion of the pancreas basically has an imperceptible wall. You can see the image there on the right suggests that there's a little bit of mural thickening and posteriorly there's a little bit increased enhancement there on the posterior wall of the cyst, which again make this a little bit more worrisome. Also, we don't have it in association with the pancreatic duct, so we're not comfortable calling it an IPMN. It was resected, and this was mucinous cystic neoplasm with mild dysplasia. Another mucinous cystic tumor, this is a 62-year-old female, so all three cases I'm showing you are females. And again, this was an incidental pancreatic lesion that we saw. It was in the tail. Remember, these are more common in the tail. You can see there's a little bit of mural thickening, small focus of calcification. So that's very indicative that this could be a mucinous tumor. This is better seen when you look at the 3D images. It really brings out the edge of the wall, and you can see it's too thick. There might even be a little septation there and a little focal calcification. And when this was resected, it was a 4-centimeter mucinous cystic neoplasm with low-grade dysplasia. Okay, so that's the mucinous parenchymal lesions. Those are the mucinous, mucinous cystic tumors. Now, if we go to the mucinous ductal tumors, these are our ductal papillary mucinous tumors. Now we'll talk about the intraductal papillary mucinous tumors. These are the IPMNs, also called IPMT, either intraductal mucinous papillary tumors or neoplasms. And here's a nice example of an endoscopy a picture where they're in there and they see mucus coming out of the ampulla. So you see mucus coming in the duct and that's one of the characteristics findings on endoscopy. So IPMN is the most common intraductal neoplasm. Like mucinous cystic neoplasms, they're graded by the pathologist by the degree of dysplasia, whether there's any atypia or dysplasia or cancer. Increasing discovered incidentally, and I think that's because our technique is so much better. Our CT scans are so good with thin collimation, dual phase imaging, 3D reconstructions that you can find these, and you know, even a very small size. Unlike mucinous cystic neoplasms, which are more common in women, IPMNs are equally common in both men and women. Unlike the mucinous cystic neoplasms, the IPMNs are associated with ductal dilatation, because remember these are ductal tumors. Could be the main or the side branches. So visualization of communication with the duct is really key and will help you distinguish the mucinous parenchymal lesions from the mucinous ductal lesions. You can have single IPMNs or multiple IPMNs. It could be diffuse involvement of the main duct or the side duct. Treatment is guided by the surgical risk and associated features. So there's certain things that would make you more worried. So involvement of the main duct is more worrisome. Mural nodularity, duct dilatation of the pancreatic duct greater than 10 millimeters. The size of the cystic lesion itself greater than 3. Increase the likelihood of malignancy. Main duct IPMNs are associated with cancer more often than the side branch IPMNs. Here's a very nice example of a main duct IPMN. This was a 79-year-old with prostate cancer. You can see there's marked dilatation of the pancreatic duct. You can see all the little dilated side branches. So that's a huge duct. It probably measures two centimeters. So that's a main duct IPMN. Here's a coronal and 3D imaging. And again, you see marked dilatation of the duct. You see a little bit of enhancement of the duct wall. And in these patients, there is an association up to 40% of the time when you resect the pancreas, you will find an associated adenocarcinoma, even though you might not be able to see it on your scan. So total, in this case, a total pancreatectomy was performed. Here again, we have an axial images and a coronal images showing us the entire main duct that's dilated. So that's very characteristic of a main duct IPMN.
Here's another patient. This is a 79-year-old man with severe abdominal pain without jaundice. And we have images from our CT showing that there is dilation of the main pancreatic duct. There's a 3.4 centimeter multiseptated cystic lesion in the pancreatic head. And you can see that this is in continuity with the adjacent side branch there. So we have a multiseptated cystic lesion. So it doesn't look like the mucinous cystic neoplasms that I've shown you. You might think maybe this is a small cirrhosis adenoma, although this is a man, remember, and they're more common in women. There's no calcification. The fact that you see the pancreatic duct there is dilated makes you think this is an IPMN that is not characteristic of a cirrhosis adenoma. Here's another patient, 86-year-old, asymptomatic man, incidental mass seen. This is in the tail of the pancreas. You see this kind of lobulated, multilocular cystic lesion, very exophytic off the tail. Okay, so now we're thinking, what could this be? We see a dilated pancreatic duct, so that's going to make an IPMN much more likely. It doesn't have the classic appearance of a cirrhosis adenoma or your classic mucinous cystic neoplasm, the parenchymal one. So this was an IPMN with moderate dysplasia. 69-year-old man with dyspepsia and gastritis underwent a CT scan, and there was this incidental lesion in the uncinate process. Uncinate process, very uh, classic lesion uh, location for a small IPMN, and you can see there's a 3.5 centimeter tubular cystic lesion. It's kind of tubular. You can see it better on the coronal images there, and you can see that it's in communication with the adjacent duct. So that arrowhead there shows you the duct. So we have communication with the pancreatic duct. An MRI was also performed that confirmed the communication with the duct. Sometimes communication with the side branches and the pancreatic ducts can be tough on CT unless you have the perfect imaging technique and MR is a little bit better. They also did an endoscopic ultrasound that showed two mural nodules. And so surgery was performed based on the size of the lesion. It was over three centimeters. The fact that there were mural nodules and pathology revealed IPMN with low-grade dysplasia, but no invasive component. And here's another patient, introductal papillary mucinous tumor. This is a beautiful example of how you can see it's in communication with the dilated ducts. You see the pancreatic duct is very tortuous and you have the cystic lesion kind of in the neck of the pancreas. Okay, and in this final example of a small IPMN, you can see that we, this is a coronal view, and you see the neck and body of the pancreas. You can see that there's minimal pancreatic ductal dilatation heading right into that kind of dumbbell-shaped cystic lesion. And again, the fact that you see the dilated duct headed into the lesion, that makes IPMN much more likely than the other mucinous cystic neoplasms. Okay, that's a good place for us to stop part two. And when we come back to finish off the lecture with part three, we'll talk about some other less common but still important cystic pancreatic neoplasms.